Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you so much for your support. Today, I'm so excited for all of you to get to know a guy that I know really well. His name's Scott Warner. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Pull that closer, a little closer to you there. Um, I want to give you a little background on Scott. Uh, I'm a, he's an amazing individual, and he's a, he actually got some things that are a little kind of quirky about him, which <laughs> is going to be fun to talk about. Don't we all, though, a little yes, bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Scott Warner, he, he's built a massive social media following, and, a, and he's a huge lover of cereal, which we'll get into and in how that all happened. Um, he has a passion for sports especially the Dodgers, right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, huge Dodger fan for those that know him. Uh, huge family man, passionate about his family, loves his wife, he loves his kids. He's got three kids, or excuse me, four kids, three boys, one girl, right. and he's married to his beautiful wife, Mikkel. I got right? lucky, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely married up, right? Yes. Um, his portfolio of success covers everything from tech startups to restaurants. Uh, Bam Bam's is one of them, correct? Yeah. Yeah, which is an amazing barbecue, by the way. I love it. Thank, thank I've been you. there a few times and absolutely love it. Um, he, he does f from online blogging to film. Um, he has a visceral passion for building companies that are innovative, profitable, and viral. He's a go-getter who never settles for less, uh, for less than the best. And from what I know of you, that is absolutely true. You are endless energy go, go, go kind of guy. And, you know, is that fair to say? <laughs> no, I, I try. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He's the founder and CEO of Gig Inc. Um, you have focused on empowering people and business to share and connect with the world by providing high quality content, services, and products that entertain, engage, and enlighten. And that's not even scratching the surface, but that's kind of in a nutshell real quick about Scott. So welcome, Scott. Thank you for taking the no, time. For real. Thanks for having me, Todd. Absolutely. So um, let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Tell us about where you grew up and a little bit about your family. So I kind of have been all over the place. Um, I was born in Long Beach, California. Uh, lived there for a few years, then lived in Huntington Beach till I was about 14 years old. Oh, wow. Paradise, it, right? It, paradise. <laughs> it's changed a lot since I, you know, sure. I was there. But yeah, it's still paradise to me. Yeah. Um, we get we get down there quite a bit. Um, but then moved to Mesa, Arizona. Okay. Lived there for about four years and moved out here when I was eighteen. Um, I actually went to school for half semester at Timview here in Utah. Oh, okay. So yeah, got to meet you know some kids here in in Utah and sure. then went and served an LDS mission. To Nashville, Tennessee, and then I got home and met this girl who had to have me, and we <laughs> she had to yeah she had she yeah. had to have me. I always say that, and she right. she just loves it. She knows it's true <laughs> deep down. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and been here ever since. And okay, love love it here in Utah. I, I'm not a big fan of the cold, so I guess I'm not in the right place when it comes to that side. But it's as beautiful as anything that you yeah, see. Yeah, sure. I think it's like 13 degrees right now. In, yeah, it's uh, absolutely a little crazy. different than Huntington and Mesa. Quite different. <laughs> yes. Well, so do you tell us? Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. So my I am the oldest of five children. Okay. Um, my my father, uh, born and raised in Southern California, Long Beach. Okay. He was a Wilson Bruin. For any of you Wilson Bruiners out there. Yeah. Um, my mother actually grew up in Arizona, Snowflake. Uh, Arizona. Interesting. Um, and uh, we, so I'm the oldest of five. I've got three brothers and a younger sister. We're very, very close. Okay. Very, very close. I 
consider that one of my greatest blessings, the, sure. how close the, the family is. We all live, uh, let's see, probably within a 10-mile radius right now. So currently. everyone's here in Utah? Everyone's here in Utah. Are your parents both living still? Yep, both of my okay. parents are alive and well. Um, my dad is a diehard hiker. He just went to base camp of um, Mount Everest. Really? Yeah, my, I think it was last year. Wow. And my mother, the most beautiful, amazing woman that I know, she is kind of all over the place. In fact, we're involved in a project together right really? now. That I'll, okay. I'll explain to you in a little bit that yeah. she's super passionate about. But cool, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, she she's special. They both they both uh, are real estate agents um, and do you know little side projects here and there. One that we're working on together now. Yeah. My brothers are all. I've, I just they're. Really, my, my siblings are the most talented people that I know. Um, they're all over the place. Entrepreneurs, into real estate, music. Right. Um, you know, they're they're just all, they're, they're very, very good people that, who I love dearly. Yeah. Play a big role in my life. So That's beautiful. Yeah. So what uh, what uh, were some of the lessons that you learned from your parents as they raised you and your, your other brothers and sisters? And what were some of the, the, the lessons that you've learned and... Um, what you appreciate now that you're older, you know, I, I mean, my parents, they did so much for me growing up and, you know, they taught, they taught us all hard work. Um, they taught us the importance of family. They taught us the importance of, of God and learning to rely on God and a love of the savior. Yeah. They taught us, uh, they gave us confidence. Um, I, I will forever be grateful to my mother who, who always instilled confidence. My mom, mom always made me feel like I could do anything and, um, you know, that, that I could do whatever I set my mind to. Uh, and, and to this day, I still feel that way because of, you know, things that mom shared with me that still echoes in my head. And, you know, I, the confidence side, man, that's so important. You know, if there's anything I could tell parents right now with kids, yeah do whatever it takes to instill confidence because sure. you are the the source of confidence especially for for little ones and yeah um and my parents did that for all all the kids sure. yeah. uh, mom especially how did, how would they go about doing that i mean what was some of the things that she would teach you or um always always looked for ways to compliment us okay. um she paid close attention to 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 moments or times where she could see that we were down Okay. Um, they both looked for ways to, to, um, you know, sit down with us and talk to us uh, about times that they knew we were down and, and helped us understand the importance of having those right. down moments or failures. Yeah. You're fine. Um, sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. I, I know how that is. I get about a thousand of those a day. Uh, but anyway, just just they, they look for ways to, to communicate always, 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 you know, and they told us that they loved us. And, and it's right. funny how some parents just don't tell their kids they love them often. And right. that's that's a huge mistake, huge mistake. Right. Um, and so, you know, a lot of dads too prideful to let their children know that yeah, they love them. Yeah, it's kind of like a maybe even a show of weakness, you know, we're yeah. not going to say that like, you just be tough and yeah. grit it out. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but really always, and whenever we started something, you know, they made sure that we finished. And when we started something, they made it, made us feel like we could finish and finish well. 
And when we had, you know, when we faltered, when we when we screwed up, when we didn't do things right, they again reminded us that we could do it. Keep going. Right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Um, and so they both live here now as well. Yep, they both Utah? live here. Yep, and uh, are doing well, healthy, happy, blessed. Yeah. So when when you look back and learning to be confident and to be confident in yourself, how did that help you growing up? And what were maybe some of the challenges you had to overcome? As, as a, you know, maybe even a junior high, high school kid um, going through things. You know, uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> it's funny, you know, before we, we started this, Todd said, be real, Scott, you know, just tell, tell it like it is. Um, I, I did, you know, believe it or not, I had a lot of, I had a lot of struggles growing up. Um, we moved a lot and okay. my, my family were very into sports. Um, my brother Trey was was a very very successful athlete. Okay. Um, had all the potential in the world. Uh, worked with some of the best trainers in the world, you know, and um, was just really really good at the sports he played. Uh, we we while baseball definitely was my sport of choice. Um, football was really what Dad loved, right? And okay. and uh, and where Trey excelled and. Uh, Trey was always in the limelight. Trey's been in the limelight. If you if you know my brother Trey, he's in the limelight. Like okay. he is funniest human being on the planet and uh, <laughs> most talented human being I think I've ever met. Yeah. And Trey, don't let that go to your head if you're listening. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully you will. You listen. have a lot to work on in life still. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Trey um, was was very successful, and we had opportunities, or Trey had opportunities to play and start. You know. Um, at a couple of the schools that, you know, that he went to. Um, and dad, we moved around quite a bit. Uh, and, and dad, you know, dad, dad knows that there were lessons to be learned for all of us, but you know, we moved around a lot more than we should. Um, right. and there were moments, uh, I, I was telling my wife, um, and I just, at the beginning of last year, I realized that I went to, I think it was 12 high schools. Really? 12, 12 different schools. Wow. And excuse me, not 12 high schools, but 12 different schools okay. from, but from grade school through high school. Okay. That's and a so, lot. Um, That's I, like one a year. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Quite, quite a bit. Um, yeah. And I remember there were a couple times where, and it was especially tough in high school, uh, that I found myself alone a lot. There were, uh, and I haven't really, I haven't really talked too much about this, but, um, yeah. there was, there was one moment, you know, in, in Mesa where I, I, uh, we moved to Mesa and there was, you know, high schools are different. Some high schools have freshmen mm -hmm. and some don't have freshmen. Okay. Well, the school that I went to was, uh, sophomore, sophomore through seniors, um, I ended up going to a high school that, that, you know, was sophomore through senior year. And then my brother, Trey and Trey and I were best of friends. We did everything together. I think we right. played on every single team, sports team together. How much younger was he than you? Or? 17 months. So, okay. So not much. I think 17 months. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so, I mean, we, we did everything together. Um, anyway, I didn't have Trey at my side when we went to these new schools and, you know, I, I was very different from the kids, you know, cause we'd, we'd moved in. Um, 
and uh, just very different clothing styles, hairstyles, you know, right. just. And I spent about two months then and didn't meet anybody. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember sitting by myself at a lunch table for about three weeks. Really? Uh huh. About three weeks. And I was so embarrassed. Cause I'm a pretty social guy, and you know, I had a lot right. of really good friends where I lived before, and um, I was so embarrassed that I was sitting there at a table by myself, and I remember people just kind of looking over at me, and I would go and have lunch in the principal's office for, you know, really uh, about a month, hmm. and I kind of just hit it, and and my mom could tell. You know, remember I was telling you, my mom would would know if something was going on, right? Yeah. Um, she used to always ask me, but I, I would, you know, if everything was okay and I, yeah, things are great when I was really hurting inside. Uh, and I'll never forget it. And, you know, I don't, I don't know where this guy is, but a guy, his name was Brandon Barrett. So Brandon, if you're out there, I haven't even talked to you in what 20 years. Wow. He came and said, Hey man, you, you want to go sit with me for lunch? And that's where I started meeting people. And really, it took that one, one guy. One, one guy, yeah. And but it was a dark, sad time for me, uh, because I, you know, I everyone needs friends, but I, I was totally neglected. No one was making any effort, and and you know what? It was a, it was a good eye opener for me because because of that pain that I, I felt not having any friends for that period of time, and it wasn't that long. I mean, there's some people that have zero friends for years, right? Because no one makes an effort, right? But um, those those uh, couple months. Uh, I'll never forget it. And so it, it put me in a position to always remember to look for ways to involve everyone and yeah. teach my kids that, you right, know, for now, sure. Cause there's before Brandon reached out to you and invited you to come sit with him. Like what was going through your mind? Were you like, what was the belief maybe that you had about yourself? Like, like you didn't fit in or didn't fit in. No one wanted to be friends with me. I was, you know, weird or different. Mm-hmm. Like, like you mentioned the quirkiest of things about me, which I actually think are cool. <laughs> right. <For laughs> but yeah, sure. I mean, but those, but in a negative way. Yeah. Right? right. So, so those different quirky things about, I mean, I remember I had the big baggy pants. That was cool back in, you know, where I grew up in right. Huntington beach and I had the butt yeah. crack hair, the, the <laughs> you know, the part right down the middle and, oh, yeah. you know, that was not what the kids were wearing, you know, yeah. um, where, where I went. And so, so what was the message that, you received when by Brandon saying what he said, like what I was enough. And Hey man, you know, you seem like a cool guy. I mean, we had a class together or two Uh huh. and you know, he just, uh, he just made me feel like I was there and, uh, he made an effort and, yeah. and then from then on, you know, I never sat alone again. I met friends, you know, cause I, I was, I, I learned, so here, here's one of the blessings of moving around sure. so much. I met so many people, right. but that first initial move really, really was hard. It was a nightmare in so many cases, but right. it taught me to learn to make an effort like Brandon did, you know, cause I, I ended up going to, you know, five more high schools, six high schools after amazing. that. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, and I made friends for life at all these different high schools. So I learned to love it. You know, the last high school that I went to, we just had the time of our life. You know, I Trey there with me and. Right. We we immediately met friends and um, just had a good time. And so you know I'm close with all these guys that I went to school with. But um, that was that was really really tough for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like you know it all happened for you though. As hard as it was, it 
it caused you to dig kind of deep. And thanks to someone, Brandon, reaching out to you, how that changed everything. Like, I'm a huge believer that change can happen in an instant. For sure. You know? And it's, it was as simple as him going, hey, you want to come sit with me at lunch? And what that did and how that's kind of yeah, yeah. opened up everything for you. I just love yeah. hearing that. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was I'll never forget it. Never forget it. Wow. And, and how old were you again when that happened? 14. 14. Which is such a, you know, those, years, tough those, years, those years are crazy, man. Yeah. I, I, I cannot imagine what it's like now. You know, with social media. Oh, these yeah. these kids, man. I just, they're they're, but they'll be tougher than all you know, all of us. That they're, they're for uh, sure. There's so many social pressures and expectations, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, I think that social media changes the game, but it can also be a very powerful tool. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and again, you know, going back to parents instilling confidence. Kids ultimately care about what the parents say more than any anyone else. When it all comes down to it, when they right, but. If you can instill confidence in your kids at an early age, you know, these hard times that come through social media and bullying or pressure, yeah. they're going to remember that they're good enough or strong enough yeah. um, based on what you as a parent shared with them. Right. Wow. Or made them feel the confidence you instilled. Exactly. Yeah. So this continued on and you kind of started opening up, being more social. Uh, you, you go through high school. You went to several high schools, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you met a lot of people, like you said. So it, you know, opened up to where you were social and you had a ton of friends, that kind of thing. Yeah. Did the Did you ever go back into that dark space again after that, or did it kind of? Just wondering if, because <laughs> moving can be tough. So, uh, <laughs> man, and I'm only because you asked me to get real. So. <laughs> This is it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not too. So I've been, and all you you dorks that are in my fantasy football league, <laughs> I I hope you enjoy this section of the podcast. So, <laughs> so I did. You asked me if I if I kind of um, have I've had any of those moments since then. Sure. No, not until not last year. Last year I had it. Really. And um, this is really weird, I, and I can't believe I'm sharing this with you, but I got kicked out of my fantasy football league. And this is a league that I've been in for 10 years with a bunch of close friends. Right. And they didn't feel like I was participating like they were expecting. Would want, and, I, yeah. and I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I had a crazy year. Yeah. You know, um, business was nuts, family stuff, you know. Yeah, sure. And so they, they booted me out. They didn't let me know they boot me out, but they did. And um, I, I had the hardest time. I felt so abandoned. I felt... Uh, you know, I had that dark moment. Like I, yeah. you know, cause I, I just yearn for those fantasy drafts and you know, that sure that yeah. good stuff. We, I mean, it, we take it very seriously. Um, but they booted me out and I felt I had some of those moments and, um, it was really, really hard on me. It's the funniest thing. Uh, that's the only time I've really had that experience, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I really struggled with that. It reminded me of what I felt when I was younger and, didn't have that group or that, you know, group of friends that I, I enjoyed time with. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was really hard on me and I, I want to punch all those guys in the face, right. but, but I, I, I love them at the same time. How did you pull out of that? Like what, what, you know, obviously you were feeling something like you felt before, but I think, I think some of the guys in the league, let me vent to them and, mm-hmm. you know, but I, sometimes you got to understand where the other side's coming from. Yeah. And as, as much as I hated them for it, 
and I, it's so funny. I'm talking about fantasy football, but it was a group. It's a bond, you know. Yeah, it's connection. Yeah, and they they uh, I I needed to hear their side of it. Um, so I know that there were some things that I did that that I deserved that, but. Being able to vent and talk to them, and then my wife just told me I was an idiot. It's fantasy football, Scott. What's your deal? Yeah, Settle I can, I down. I can see your wife saying that. <laughs> like, shut up. But like anyone that plays fantasy football and loves their group as much as you know right. I did or we do, I mean, they they know it was really hard for me. So, but some people just won't understand. But <laughs> well, yeah, again, I, I think it goes back to what you were saying: is that connection piece, and all of a sudden now it's gone. It doesn't matter if it's fantasy football or whatever. Uh, you know. A sober softball league it doesn't matter it's you have that connection now it's gone right that's tough right so um you know and, and going back to the question that you going well maybe you asked me this before we started our conversation but another thing that i really struggled with when i was younger is um uh i so my dad had a, a best buddy um uh who is a he's known as the brain doctor Okay. And he does a lot of um, research on, I don't know if you've heard of the Myers-Briggs uh, yeah. brain typing. Right. And uh-huh. um, I remember uh, I was 10 or 11 years old and you know Trey was nine. And he basically came in, spent time with us and got to know us personally and, and assigned us a brain type. And mm. here's what your brain type is. And I'll never forget... Um, that the brain type that I had was not what I wanted it to be. Okay. Um, you know, I remember sitting there listening to, to John, this guy talked to my dad about all the amazing athletes that had Trey's brain type, right? Joe Montana, Brett Favre, okay. you know, and all these incredible athletes and actors. Uh, I remember him saying Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, Sly Stallone, a bunch of Clint Eastwood. And uh, just talked on and on about how Trey had the brain type and the, you know, the wiring to be an incredible quarterback, you know, and, and uh, then he got to me and, and I said, so who are my, who are the athletes I, I, I have the same brain type as, and he's like, well, he didn't really know. He couldn't name any really off the top of his head and started telling me some of the things that I could be good at, you know, and it was nothing that I wanted to be good at. And it really angered me. And I battled with that my whole life. Even there's moments today when I, I struggle with that because a lot, according to my brain type, you know, um, I'm a great assistant, um, or a a secretary or a teacher or, a um, insurance right. guy, you know, and yeah. not, not that any of those are wrong, right? Like yeah, those are sure. Everyone has their passions, but I always wanted to do something bigger. And, and, uh, I really struggled with that, um, growing up, but it did a lot of good for me. Right. And I didn't realize that until later on in life, but, um, it fueled me to want to be something more. And it also taught me to never put yourself in a box. Right. You know, never, ever, ever put yourself in a box. Doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Doesn't matter, you know, who your family is, where you grow up. Right. It, um, don't let anyone put you in a, a spot or a box to to be what they assume you're supposed to be or what society tells you to be or you know, just do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Right. And maybe that's my mom talking to me as a kid, but yeah. But, you know, and maybe a lot of people aren't fortunate enough, aren't fortunate 
to have a parent that maybe instills confidence or maybe, but maybe there's a teacher or maybe there's a, you know, a church leader, or maybe there's a, you know, a counselor yeah. or maybe it's just you having to remind yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, don't allow yourself to ever be put into a box. And for sure. And for many years I, I dealt with that. I felt like I wasn't able to do this, this or this because of my brain type. Right. So, well, it's amazing too, what you're saying there that, that, you know, I call this a belief cast because belief dictates the way we behave. Absolutely. Every time. And so you hear this from the so-called expert, right? Who says, well, no, here's your brain type. So it's kind of hard at that age to go, well, this guy knows what he's talking about and I don't want to hear what he's saying. And you don't want to believe it, but there's a part of you that does. Right. And like you said, you, you struggle with that. And so, and that happens to all of us. We go through, we hear certain things. You know, I had a client who heard when he was in fifth grade, his teacher told his parents, your son's not very bright. He hears this in fifth grade. And from that point forward for four decades, he believed he was stupid. You know, and so it kind of reminds me of when what you you were dealing with there, but I love what you said. Don't stay in that box. Don't you don't have to be there. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. You you mentioned this. So I have a good friend. Her name is Cass Martin. She's like big dog Zumba or Zumba Zumba instructor, (laughs) like biggest and best in the world. And she was in the office with her husband the other day. She's a very good friend from high school. She talked about a comment that was made by her boyfriend in high school that was so dumb and BS, right? Right. But it haunted her and still to this day, in some cases haunts her, you know, about her physical appearance. And, you know, it was said to her when he was, uh, when they were young and dumb, right. that kind of stuff sticks with you. And, you know, Cass is in incredible shape, right? She looks, right. she looks amazing. She's great physical shape, but <laughs> she, she has this stupid thing that lingers in the back of her mind because of something she heard when she was young. And, um, that, that stuff can haunt you, but it really it's a matter of you training yourself to just push it out, you know? Exactly. Push those demons out because they're, they're lies, you know? Yeah, they're, they're lies. lies. Yeah, I love that uh, because um, it's the truth that actually is the one we struggle with for some reason, but that's what we need to do is push out the lie and focus on the truth. That's right. You know, I love that. Well, um, thanks for sharing those things and being vulnerable there, Scott. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I it, yeah, I'm probably going to get heckled about the fantasy football team. Maybe, yeah. yeah. From my wife mostly. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I do appreciate it because I think a lot of people struggle with connection, period. You know, um, in my world, you know, uh, addiction's the opposite of connection. And so, but I think we all, that's what we want as human beings. We want to connect. For sure. You know, and that's why you're so good at what you do, with, it, especially on the social media piece of what you do. And you built such a huge, massive following. But what you're doing is you're connecting. People can connect with you like they know you. They they feel you. That You're funny. You're serious. You're passionate. You're quirky. You're, And they're just like, man, Thank I you. can relate with this dude. Yeah, it's, you know? it's all about that, right? Find, like, finding common ground. Like, I, I know it's going to sound weird, but one of the one of my I, I was in my office here laughing by myself when I saw when it was a picture. I think it was a video of your wife eating a bowl of cereal, and you're like, "How dare she?" Or something, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Well, I they, laughed they, so they, hard. Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> had just sent me their new cereal. By the way, here's me name dropping you guys over there. But. Churros, it's a new cereal that just came out. Uh-huh. It might actually be my number one. It might really? be my number one cereal. And so they sent me a box, and it wasn't even on <laughs> shelves yet. And I walk in, and she's in there knocking down a couple bowls. Or, 
And, and she's not a serial person, really. right? You know, she'll do it every once in a while because I want to have a late date night with her. Sure. But yeah, she started eating it and I was not happy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's so good. You know, this is mine. So uh, yeah, that was one, one of your funnier posts, dude. I was rolling in my office here by myself. But, uh, but I love that how you're just really real in that aspect. So let's talk about, let's jump ahead. You, you serve a mission. Mm-hmm. You get back from a mission. Yeah. Um, how did that play a role in your life? Um, I know you're a spiritual guy. You, yeah, very, very. Let's talk a little bit about that. So, um, you know, I, again, going back to all those moves, as hard as they were, right? And there's there's a lot of people out there that, that know the story of moving around a lot. You yeah. Know, the, uh, what do they call the the dads that are in the military that, that are military brats? Isn't brats, that what they call yeah, the brats? Mm-hmm. Like there there is so much power in that. There's so much power in in going around and and being forced to meet new people and get yeah, out of your shell. Right. I, I think that some of those people that have had to have that situation, you know, forced upon them, they're some of the most uh, um, successful as far as social relationships kind of people. You know, a lot of times when you're stuck in your element in one school your whole life and around right. the same friends, how can you learn to go and meet new people? Yeah. And it may play a role later on in life. They just don't know how to do that. So exactly. I was forced to do that. Yeah. Um, and it, it has helped me in so many ways. But, you know, the mission, uh, going on a mission for my church, I mean, first of all, being able to, to talk about, you know, the, the, the good book and the, the good mm-hmm. word of God and talk about my Savior, our Savior, right. uh, is just, I mean, that's a whole experience in itself. But Sure. But, you know, I'm out there trying to talk about what I believe and and meet new people. Right. Knock their doors, walk up (laughs) to them, you know, on the corner of the street while they're playing, you know, their guitar and whatever. Because, you know, that happens in Nashville every once in a while. I bet it does. (laughs) uh, It it just it just was great for me. Um, And it also it also really, really uh, created for me a strong, uh, a strong understanding number one of what I truly believe and why I believe it. And, um, and, you know, taught me about the more important things in life. Right. You know, most 19, 18, 19, 20 year old guys, what are they out doing right now? Exactly. Some of, some of us, you know, we're probably uh, playing Fortnite, maybe yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it just, it just was good for me, you know, yeah. and I'm so grateful for that experience. And, I'll forever be grateful for it and the people that I met. Um, yeah. It's funny, two or three of my best buddies right now are guys that I've worked with for for years. I met on my mission. Oh, okay. And uh, just truly blessed. It was it was an incredible experience. And if you ever ever have a chance to get out there and do it, as hard as it is, it's the best thing yeah. in the world for you. And this this goes for you know members of my faith or any faith. You know, get yeah. out there and go help someone. Right. Um, Teach them what it. makes you happy. You know, I love it. And it's interesting as you think about all the moves you had to do and had to reach out and meet new strangers and this and that. How that almost prepared you to to get out there on your mission and go talk to complete strangers on Absolutely. the street corner. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I and I had guys that I worked with. We we call them companions. That I had terrified companions. <laughs> I had loud and you know as uh, as me companions, but um, <laughs> other times you know they yeah. they were shy. I. I'm not the shyest guy, to be honest, but I, you know, no, you're not. I, I learned how to communicate, uh, yeah. you know, as a, a young kid, sure. um, based on some of my experiences. Gotcha. So you come home from your mission. Did you ever go to college or anything like that? Or did you, 
Oh man. Is that okay to bring that up? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, we just were talking about this over Christmas break with the family, but so I went, I went to UVU, UVSC at the time. Okay. Um, and I went for a half semester. The only reason I went to school, to be very honest, was I knew, I knew that I wanted to marry Mikkel and I knew her dad is just an amazing man, hardworking man, Uh blue collar man. He just, I knew that the question would come up, well, what are you doing with your life? Exactly. Right. And so I was like, so I'm going to school and I just knew that he was going to ask me that. And I I think if I said, you know, I'm working or doing whatever I'm doing, you know, he would have been like, in school, are you going to school? So I went to school until I asked, you know, Mikkel to be my bride or asked for his daughter's hand in marriage. Uh And I, I bailed, you know. I, I don't I, I can't remember exactly. It may have been a month or really two months That's after funny. I asked Mikkel to marry me and she was my fiance and then I just said done. I am done. I am done. I you know, school for me was um look, school's not for everybody. Uh sure. you just gotta be real with yourself. And and if you're yeah. going to school, know why you're going to school. Okay. If you're going to school to get a degree to just hang up on your wall. No, if you're going to school to learn, uh, you know, a trade or learn right. something that you want to get into professionally, um, you know, go. Or if you're going to find a wife, is that? Oh, it's it's from the computer. No, you're fine. So um, I can't remember what I was saying. Um, um, yeah, I forgot to be going to school. Oh yes. School. If you're going to school to find a bride or, you know, a, a husband, you know, so be it. There's other ways to find, you know, a husband or wife outside of college. But a lot of people do find their yeah. Did you find your spouse, a spouse at college? Uh, no, you nope. didn't. I actually met her at a dance up at Snowbird. Well, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so social, there you go. Social events, right? Social events. Tinder, social. I guess is a big, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so grateful Tinder wasn't around when I was single. Oh, dude, I I sit there, I sit there and think, and I see how people have to date now. I'm like, oh, I can do it. It's scary. It's scary. You can like <laughs> stock whoever you're wanting to date. Yeah, you can go find out whatever you want. Look Everything. them up. Find yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's I I no, I didn't really go to school, and and if I was in school, I had no idea what was going on. I was thinking about ways to make money outside yeah. of school. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, passion or things I, I was yeah. up to. Well, it kind of goes back to what I want to get into next is you are a very passionate person. I think, you know, it's fair to say when you make your mind up to doing something, you are all in. And um, you, especially yeah. when it comes to what you're doing now. And I want to get into some of that, if that's all right. I mean, I know you're passionate about music. Uh, you're passionate about your businesses, you know, restaurants and things like that. Social media empire that you've built. I want to get into some of that and how that all came about. I know you have this go-getter attitude. So can we get into that yeah, a little yeah. bit and kind of it's tell funny. us how we that just, all... I just was uh, driving. I popped, I got a uh, popped my tire, flat tire, New Year's Eve. And so my partner picked me up and to take me to work yesterday because my car's in getting fixed. But <laughs> he said those very thing, same words that, that you just mentioned. And uh, bless Ryan's heart. Ryan is one of my favorite people in the world, and I consider mm-hmm. myself very blessed to have him. Right. But, you know, Ryan knows that me, I, I get passionate about things. And when I do, I, I have a one-track mind. I'll, I will go after that. Right. And, um, and you know, I, I think that's the only way to do it. Right. Like, if you're going to do something, do it with full purpose of heart. 
And passion, I, I, I truly believe that passion does more good for a human than anything else in anything that you're doing. Right. Um, you know, whether it's a passion or love for your wife and your family, uh, a passion right. for, you know, um, your religion, uh, right. a passion for, uh, you know, doing good in the world or for a business, especially a business, man, right. if you have passion around an idea and people see and feel that passion, they'll go along with it and right. they will get behind it. Yeah. Passion drives, you know, revolution. I, I mean, agree. And, uh, yeah, that's, that. that, that's, I think that's the only way to do it. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about like, so you, if you, you've created kind of this social media, I call it an empire. Maybe it's not an empire, but it's a big yeah. following that you yeah. have here. How, why did you get into that? And why has that been so important? How has that kind of, you know, grown from where it is today? Social media has always fascinated me. I was just telling in another interview that I had you know, a week ago, I am, I am connected to all the kids outside of one. There's one, and we got to find, find her, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, kids that I was in third and fourth grade with. You know, my favorite really? years in schooling were my third and fourth grade year really? with, with a teacher, uh, Ginger Davis, who I look to and love. She unfortunately just passed away, um, cancer, which is just heartbreaking. Yeah, sure. Um, I was fortunate to speak with her about three weeks before she passed. So did I hear you You reached out to everyone in that grade, and you've contacted every single one We're except connected. for one. We're connected to all of them except for one. For one, and you're trying to find yeah, this yep, person. Yep. Wow. And, and That's amazing. That's what social media does. I mean, yeah. and uh, I love that group. In fact, I'm, I'm going to try and put something together where we can all get together. But we're all over the cool. place, all over the nation, some on the other side of the world. Um, but that's the power of social media. Um, I've also been fascinated by how messages, both good and bad, can be shared through social media. Right. There's no better tool in the history of mankind yeah. to to push an agenda for the good and bad. I right. I actually am more focused on the good. Uh, for sure. And, you know, San Francisco Giant fans would consider <laughs> my agenda bad. Because, yes, they do. Right. But <laughs> but it is good to me and I'm passionate about it. Right. So yes. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, um, there there is no better way to to drive an idea, um, a, a brand for a musician, your music. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Um, you know, and I know what you do, like you save people's lives. You know, you understand addiction. You understand how it can destroy someone. Right. And you know how to battle and fight it. Yeah. And to, to push it aside. Yep. What better tool than social media to let people know, hey, look, here is a strategy to change your life. It worked for me. Yeah. You need to check it out. It can work for you. Right? Oops, absolutely. And so um, I I just, I I knew that that I wanted to build a business that would help people get their message out faster, right? more effectively, um, and help them build their passion. And I, you know, you and I have had a chance to work uh, sure. together a little bit yep. um, in the past, but um, when I met you, I knew you were passionate about something. So passion will resonate and will carry and will go through social media if you get that message across appropriately. Right. Because people are seeking, there's addicts everywhere. I probably need to talk to you about my serial issue, right? (laughs) 
there everyone has an addiction in one form right. or another yeah and uh and you know how to conquer that yep. and now you just need to tell the world right right yep. so uh the same rules apply for anything business and agenda um you know it's it's such a special tool um it also can be a very very bad tool right um well, you obviously have used it for good. I mean, your message is powerful. It's good. Your passion comes through with it. You know, that's the message that people not only see, but they feel it, you know? Yeah. People want, we all yearn for motivation. We yearn for acceptance, for understanding. We yearn to be heard. Right. And, you know, I think all of us need to do a better job listening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because everyone wants to be heard. When when someone is heard, you know, there's something that inside that makes them feel like, yeah. you know, they were heard. And and yeah. and uh, uh, social media gives people a chance to be heard. Um, right. But I'll tell you, if if whatever you're sharing is good, you know, is is light, is something um, that inspires someone to be better, that's where you can really win. Yeah, I love that. You can really you know, I'm glad you said that. I had another person on our this belief cast, uh, Ashley, and she said the same thing you just said is like I'm I'm putting out light to the world through my social media. That's what I'm doing. And that's exactly what you just said. I mean, it literally gives me chills because you're right, it can be used for such good. And and there is a lot of bad and we all know that, but it's so awesome to know that there's people like you, Scott, who has such a wide swath of followers that you can send such a powerful message. And think about how many times they just go share it with someone they're talking to. I mean, imagine the ripple effect that you're having. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it, it, it's the truth. And, <laughs> and just a little, I do feel like I, I can share this with you. Um, I had a chance to, to um, sit down and, and work with, you know, uh, some of the members of our of the church of, uh -huh. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, you know, I shared with them that the world is begging for light. Yeah. There's so much darkness. And, um, you know, there are so many good uh, opportunities to share light, you know, from whatever whatever faith you come from. It could even be things that dad taught you. Everyone right. has something. For sure. That mom taught you, that grandma taught you. Um, the world is begging for light, begging, begging for it. And if you can share light on some level, right, you're, you're doing good in the world. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that I spent some time talking to, to the, the church about is let's create ways to ignite people's passion around sharing light. Yeah. And because everyone needs it, you know? Yeah. And I think this applies towards everything, a business, you know, a, an initiative, um, we just need it. We need it so bad. Yeah. Nope. I'm with you. No, I love that. And I'm glad you're involved in something like that because I agree with you. Um, you know, most of the clients I'm working with, man, their light is dimmed and it's about scraping through all of that belief systems that are holding them back, the thoughts and all that and to, sharing that light to go along with, with what we're talking about right now. The reason that you are doing as well as you are right now and, you have respect is you've allowed yourself to be vulnerable. You talked about sucking at life at one point, right? Oh yeah. Like I remember Todd Sylvester's story about screwing up big time. Yeah. And you know what? There's so much power in that. Uh, so many people hide from their struggles. 
For sure, yeah. And yet, when you hide from your struggles, how do you create opportunities to find common ground with someone? Because the moment that you open up about your struggles, as hard as it is, even when that right. moment, you know, talking about mom, you know, when I she asked me if I was doing okay and I didn't open up. Right. I closed myself off from an opportunity to learn mm -hmm. that my mom had that same situation growing up. She wow. was she was bullied, treated like hell. I had no idea what my mom went through as a kid. And I, I only recently learned about it, but she could have been there for me if I had chosen to open up. Right. So wow, if there powerful. are things that in your life that you have struggled with, look for opportunities mm -hmm. to help others. If you've beat it, if you've beaten it, if you've, you've, uh, you know, learned from an experience, there are so many people that need to learn from experiences. Right. And that's when you can play a significant role, uh, in, in helping others and sharing light. Let yourself be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, another, another quick story, my aunt Jill, uh, who I love dearly. Mm -hmm. She has one of the biggest blogs in the world. It's called One Good Thing by Jilly. J-I-L-L-E-E. -E. I think we got our hands on onegoodthing.com, which redirects to it. But That's awesome. She was open about being a crazy alcoholic. Like she got yeah. nuts into alcohol. It destroyed her for right. the time being. And um, But through battling, fighting, I mean, she fought like hell. And she she sought help. And she got it. And... Now she's sharing that one good thing a day That's through awesome. her blog, and you know, you know this whole oh, story. Yeah, yeah, it's. Blown. And so she just let herself be vulnerable, and there are people all over the world that benefit from what she's sharing because she decided to let people know that she struggled. Yeah, and they felt comfortable, you know, learning from her because she had been there. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I think it was Brene Brown that said the level of vulnerability you're willing to express will be at the same level of happiness you'll experience in life. Brilliant. This yeah. is the absolute truth. I mean, isn't that just so perfect? You know, um, I love that. And, and, and I think, you know, that's why I wanted you on here, Scott, is to share some of this vulnerable stuff that you've already shared. Because I think, you know, it's sometimes when, you know, you look at someone on social media, think, oh, they got the perfect life and they've been, they're just perfect people. And, and, you know, there's no, they don't really realize the blood, sweat, and tears that have gone on behind the scenes, yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. And and I'll tell you, you know, advice, don't always portray a highlight reel on social media. Right. Don't, don't do that. Everyone's already doing that, everyone that's listening. Be real. Let your hair down. Right. Talk about sucking at life or having a, a rough day. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be perfect. Yeah. Your hair doesn't always have to be perfect. You don't have to be wearing perfect clothes in every picture. You don't have to filter the crap out of your photos. <laughs> you can just be you. Right, just be you. And the yeah. truth is, is when you're just you, you will align with so many more people. And Absolutely. people will trust you for what you have to share and say. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's amazing advice. I want to talk about, I mean, you are a fanatic and lover of cereal. <laughs> Where did that start? I mean, obviously, probably as a kid, you love cereal. We all do. But you, you I mean, you don't you eat at least a bowl a day still, or if not a more? Bowl. Is a that bowl. even is that dumb? A bowl? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't have just a bowl. No, I. Uh, so I've I've loved cereal, you know, since the day I <laughs> can remember. Um, I remember to get into my 16th birthday party, you know, my brothers and. Friends put together, you know, admission was a box of cereal. Are so I had serious? just a huge stash of wow. boxes of cereal. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Fruity Pebbles, I remember being one of my 
I had so many boxes of that stuff. It wasn't even funny. Right. But um, just always <laughs> had a tremendous love for it. Uh, it just has always kept me young, keeps, makes sure. me feel like I'm a kid. Cause I am, we're all kids, just older kids. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really. And that's really you. You're, you're a big kid. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's important to be a kid. Never let the kid die in you yeah, ever, right. ever. Don't, you gotta, you gotta be a kid. Um, so, and I just have always loved it. Uh, it got serious when I was on my mission, you know, cause if missionaries don't always, uh, have food prepared, right. you know, yeah. sometimes some, some are fortunate or blessed. We just fed the missionaries the other day and we fed them a feast and I think they get them all the time here in Utah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, you know, we, we would come home and I always would have cereal before bed. You know, I got home from my mission and it just, it just continued. Um, <laughs> I, awesome. I normally will eat three to five bowls of cereal a night and I, I don't ever eat it in the morning. I never eat That's cereal in the morning. Never. Yeah. Um, never have. Uh, I always eat it at night. It just tastes better at night. I don't understand why. I was just talking <laughs> to Dave awesome. the other day about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I eat it before bed and, um, I love it and I eat way too much of it. I need to slow down. I, I actually <laughs> really need to slow down. Everyone laughs and thinks it's funny, but it really kind of is a problem. It's kind of a problem. You know, I, no, I understand. I can relate. Um, I used to have that same issue with ice cream Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a lot like you all or nothing. I mean, I was, I was having like, oh, fudge shakes like four or five times a week oh, from yeah. Cold Stone. Yeah. I got to the point where I got so sick, dude, I haven't had ice cream. You're going to laugh at this. I got to the point where I got so sick. I haven't had ice cream in over four years now. Not one bite. Oh, my God. All or nothing. Like, serious. So I get it. And what's interesting, I love, I mean, you you not only love cereal, the cereal companies love you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you. a lot of them send you free. I yeah. Mean, all these free boxes of yeah. cereal. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, you promote it on your social media platform. You're a great advertiser for them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and for the record, I get asked twenty times a day, "Do they pay you?" No, no, no one, none of them pay me, but they send me. But they send. They send me tons. the goods. They send me the goods. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, it's it's been fun, you know, getting some of that stuff. But I, yeah, That's awesome. you know, it, it's it's been yeah. a fun thing for me. I'm gonna try and get better, you know, because I I run twenty five to thirty miles a week. Yeah. You know, because if if I if I didn't do that, I would be a river pig. I, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just because I I don't eat one or two bowls, I eat three, four, five. You know, some some nights I'll clear a box, and that's not an exaggeration. Wow. So anyway, I yeah, it's 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 fun. And which one's your favorite again? I know the new one that came out might be, but it, what I has it, it is, been? Um, well, I I'll I'll give you a link. I have my top twenty cereals in a post that I put together. <laughs> nice. But cinnamon toast crunch has has led the way. Okay. At number one. Close second, Lucky Charms. I mean, I I could go on and on yeah, about this. Yeah, right. I'm just curious which which one. Yeah, makes probably the grade. CTC. Um, but this churros bit by CTC is probably the best I've ever had. Wow. So Bravo, General Mills, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> well, I can't wait to try it. You, I, you need to. I love cereal too, but not as much as you. I yeah. have it maybe you know a couple times a week, if that. Yeah. But but I do enjoy it. Um, well, that's awesome. So. What what does a day in a life look like in your day, Scott? Let's let our listeners know what you do, and what keeps you ticking and going a hundred percent. Um, so I uh, weekends are the weekends, time with the family. Mm-hmm. Sunday is my favorite day of the week. 
believe it or not. Um, it's because I get that time with the kids and yeah. family and, you know, I go to church every week, have my whole life and just, uh, Sundays are, are important to me. Sure. Um, Saturdays time with the family. If, you know, the kids aren't playing sports, we're together doing stuff. Um, those are my times, but Monday through, through Friday are go get it, go get it done. And, um, yeah. gig is, gig is my, my focus. I'm really, really working hard and sure. fortunate to have recently brought on some incredible partners, um, that yes. are really, really working towards the, the end game or the ultimate, you know, goal. Uh, but you know, I, I don't get a whole lot of sleep during the week. I don't get a <laughs> lot, a lot of sleep at all, period. Um, I normally get about six hours of sleep. Okay. I go to bed. I normally go to bed between 1230 is normally the earliest and or two two thirty, depending right um and some of my greatest ideas come to me uh at night and yeah a lot of people don't know this about me but i do a lot of my runs at night really? by myself in the that was dark. my other question i had when do you run so it's at night i either go i either go first thing in the morning um mm-hmm. or i i run i'll go out at 11 30 at night right just because I love the peace, the quiet yeah. and no one's out there. You know, you won't see one person on the trails. Yeah. The nights can be beautiful. Oh, for and, sure. And, um, I really, really like that. Everyone's out running in the morning early. Uh, not actually now since it's flipping five degrees outside, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoy those moments. Yeah. So, but I, I run just about, you know, every day or every other day. Uh, normally get a good workout in every day, lifting, you know, doing some, right you know cardio whatever uh i i actually like to read the scriptures every day it's okay. good for me for my spiritual sure. side yeah um and i right on. i'd spend a few minutes on social media in the morning always go to twitter to get news updates yep. uh-huh. check my email in the morning and then i just go to work meetings 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 all day back to back back to back <laughs> yeah. back to back yeah um and I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that the more people that you meet, if you put yourself out there in a situation to meet a lot of people, especially if you're trying to push a product or, right. you know, it's imperative that you go meet people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, recently I saw a quote, this is a really interesting quote. You know, you've heard the quote, it's about who, you know, mm-hmm. you heard that one before. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, the, the other side of the quote is it, it, yeah, it's about, who you know, but more importantly, it's who knows you and why they know you. Mm love that and so um if you're out there you know meeting people make sure that people know and know what you're about and going back to what you and i talked about a second ago make sure they feel that energy or passion because exactly. that's what they will remember yeah, you for. absolutely yeah that's beautiful well you know i asked you before we got on here if you have maybe a challenge you know you could give our listeners and i would love you to share that uh with them yeah um you know i i believe that everyone is meant to be happy in life. Um, and a lot of people put themselves in a situation which won't allow them to be happy. So I guess, I guess for 2019, since we're three days deep, right. Um, I think I would love to challenge everyone to really ask themselves, are they happy? Are they truly, truly happy in life? Um, and there's a lot of things that play a role in being happy, whether it's your, your profession, your relationships, your spouse, Mm -hmm kids, um, giving yourself time to go enjoy hobbies, whatever, or your interests. Uh, 
really take a look and 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 be honest with yourself it it's so hard at times to be honest with yourself but yeah really take a a look at your life and and be honest with yourself about the things that may be keeping you away from being truly happy and uh and make proper adjustments and you know some of those adjustments will be incredibly hard but make the changes if you're if you're an addict go get help right if if you have friends treating you like garbage a spouse girlfriend boyfriend that treats you like trash leave them right or or do whatever it takes to get that fixed if you hate your job you're bored as crap sitting there at a desk knowing that you want to do something more go and do it yeah don't be a wimp go do it i like that um And, uh, you know, if you're out of shape, you're sick of being, feeling miserable when you wake up, do something about it. Don't talk about it. Go do something about it, but do the things necessary to get you happy. And cause there are plenty of opportunities to put yourself in that situation. And I, I, I draw a lot of strength from waking up happy and, and, sure. and I've had to work hard to get to that point, but I, I consider myself a very happy person and I, I know it pays off, um, right. doing that. Yeah, I love that. Great. That's a great challenge for all of us. Um, that's beautiful. And you are, you do come across as this very happy, confident, oh, passionate man. And that's beautiful. And and the thing is, you've paid a price to, to, to make that a reality. And I love what you just said there. Don't talk about it. We can talk about it all day long. Yeah. It's about doing it. Those that do are those that get. That's right. And that's the law, dude. That there, There's no way around it. That's right. Just, right. just go, go do it. And I wasn't always happy, Todd. I, I've I mean, had, sure. I've had some dark moments in my life, but you know, it's about battling and getting yourself mm-hmm. out of it. And you have yeah. to make, you have to make necessary change, changes. Do not, do not wait. Do yeah. not wait. Love it. Love it. Well, if, uh, if our listeners want to reach out to you and get to know you better, how would they do that? What's the best way? You know, I'm, I'm pretty responsive, uh, in social media. Um, it is my, you know, my gig, I guess you could call it. And so <laughs> yes. I, I do my very best to, to respond as often as I can. Uh, but you can find me in social media, wherever, uh, my user handle is Scott Warner 18. And that's just across the board. Twitter is my favorite. I think it's the best social media platform on the planet. Yes. You're for a lot of reasons. For sure. Um, but I, I'm on the others too and, and love those others too. Yeah. So what's the 18? Um, Real quick, it's a number that means a lot to me. Uh, and uh, I just shared this for the first time about a year ago. But I, <laughs> the one and the eight represent um, one in uh, the atonement, mm-hmm. you know, being one and the same yeah. with, with my Savior. And uh, eight is eternity, infinite. Yeah, the infinite. Wow. And so that's where the the number 18 came from and so interesting you know what i was I thought you were gonna say is that it was your favorite just number in sports yeah well yeah. there's been a couple favorite <laughs> players uh i yeah. told eric drage who was a byu receiver i ran into him at bam bams told him he was my favorite receiver as a kid he wore number one one eight really uh-huh and uh you know peyton manning who's one of my yeah. favorites there's there's a bunch of them but and it's incredibly fun to see my little ones wearing 18 oh yeah i bet and they all they all wear it but but that's yeah. that's where the number came from, and I thought about that when I was younger. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Wow, yeah. this is awesome, Scott. Thank you so much for your time. You know, um, obviously, 
you know, check out Scott on his social media platforms. He's, you know, you're going to love him if you're not already following him. Uh, share this uh, belief cast with anyone you know. Some great principles were taught here. You get to know Scott and what he's been through and where he is today, which is a beautiful thing. Um, he has a restaurant. It's Bam Bam's. Where's the location? 1708 South State Street in Orem, Utah. Yeah. If Go you love barbecue, some. I'm telling you what, it really is one of the best barbecue you'll ever have. It's amazing, so check that out. Um, and, you know, we're looking forward to seeing what else you're going to be doing and what you're pushing forward, and I, I'm excited to see what you keep doing, Scott. Hey, thanks, Todd. It means a lot. And keep doing what you're doing, man. You are a special human being. and uh, That means a lot coming yep. from you. I really appreciate that. And uh, listeners, uh, please share this with everyone. Thanks for your support. Uh, I am so excited for where we're headed with this. And uh, Scott is just an amazing individual as well. And appreciate your time. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.